This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Spencer, here is the intro for Monday. Well, hello, you guys. How are you doing? How are you guys doing? I am excited to be with you today. Today is Monday, April 5th, and my friend Phil Hopper, the pastor of Abundant Life Church, is back with me today, and we're going to tackle a couple of tender topics in the church, including encouragement for parents of prodigals, and what does the Bible say about women in the pastorate? This is going to be a powerful episode. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are joining me at the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening to it and just encouraging us both financially and with your prayers. Your prayer support buoys this ministry. Your financial support is what keeps it moving. And I cannot thank you guys enough. Right now, we are about halfway through our study at MomStrong International. We're going through my book, Becoming MomStrong, How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. And I want you guys to be encouraged. We're talking this week about relationships, and I'm going to encourage you guys to shift the process of praying for someone else to be changed in a rough relationship to praying for your response to that relationship. We've talked last week about the snare of offense. And the Bible says that offense, in the Greek, it's literally the word scandalon, which means the part of a trap where bait is hung. And I think sometimes we live in this place of offense and we're easily offended, right? The culture today loves its victim mentality. And I'm going to steer you away from that this week. We're studying this at momstronginternational.com and you can join us. It's not too late to do it. We'll be studying my book, Becoming MomStrong, for the whole month of April. So check it out. Becoming Mom Strong Study, and this one launches today. Also want to give a shout out to Lori from Sherman, Texas. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of this ministry. We hope it blesses and encourages you. If you are encouraged by what we are doing here, a couple of ways that you can practically help us. One, you can give to the podcast directly. You can support Heidi St. John and uh, the ministry that we do here. And I will link back to that in the show notes today. The other way that you can do it is just to leave reviews, leave reviews for the podcast over at iTunes. Do, do the same thing for my books over at Amazon and Goodreads and wherever books are sold. And we appreciate so much your words of encouragement and your prayers for this ministry and also your financial support. And uh, keep it coming. If you guys want information about my run for Congress, you can find that at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. All right, you guys, without further ado, I'm going to air the last part of my interview with my dear friend, Pastor Phil Hopper. Phil is the senior pastor at Abundant Life Church in Lee's Summit, Missouri. If you're anywhere near the Kansas City, Missouri area, I'm telling you what, solid church, biblical teaching, solidly founded on the word of God, and he's not afraid to jump in to the topics that the culture is discussing right now. I know you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. And so here is part three of my interview with my friend, Pastor Phil, in progress. Well, it's so, it's so refreshing to hear this because I think what happens is women who really have been hurt in the church, I mean, you just said this, right, honestly, 
we look at these passages oftentimes and out of woundedness, right? Instead of hearing what God is saying and, and going to the heart of it, which is what you just did, we see it as an issue of chauvinism or an issue of discrimination, but really it's an issue of biblical interpretation. And women need to understand, and this is part of what I was trying to teach last week when we talked about this question, women excel in so many areas. They have gifts in hospitality and mercy in teaching, in evangelism, and much of the ministry of the local church depends on those gifts. And I've seen them exercise them in your church at Abundant Life in beautiful ways. And uh, it's important for for the pastor then of that church to encourage the women in the giftings that God has given them, which is what you were doing with me when you invited me to come and teach on Mother's Day at your church. And we've had other women do the same thing. Heidi, one of our pastor wives, I think took the Mother's Day after the one you were at, I think. And uh, we've had women, you know, in very specific messages and sermons where I really want a woman to share a woman's perspective on a particular passage or biblical principle. And by the way, we have women throughout our entire leadership organization. We have a woman on our executive staff that serves in leadership right under me. And so historically, the, the simple truth is the Bible is clear, but, 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 but I also have to admit part of the problem is uh, I think the historic male chauvinism has been allowed too many times to shape how the church has applied this doctrine in ways that I don't think God ever intended. So, you know, there can be a reaction, overreaction one way or the other where, well, we're going to, we're going to ordain women to be pastors where the Bible is very clear that men alone should carry the title in that ultimate position of authority. And uh, then the other extreme is, well, we're not going to let women do anything and they shouldn't ever lead men and they shouldn't ever. I, I absolutely disagree with that too. Mm. And man, we have a hard time walking in that tension. You know, uh, I've often said that the devil doesn't care what ditch he knocks you into so long as you're in a ditch. Sure. So you could be on the ditch of, of legalism where the women can't speak or, or talk in a, in a group of mixed uh, company, or you got the ditch of liberty where you're just ordaining everyone, doesn't matter what God's word sure. says, and the woman is a pastor or a homosexual can be a pastor. Yeah. Those are two ditches, and we need to learn to walk the narrow road. And that, that requires study and it requires prayer and a heart that's sensitive to the spirit. So important. I got one more question for you. This is so exciting. I don't, I don't often get Pastor Phil on my show, so I'm just going to, I'm going to squeeze every last drop of it I can out of this. (laughs) So I want to ask you another question because a lot of people are hurting right now, right? In the age of COVID, we got a lot of people experiencing isolation. I had a listener write in from Australia and she is struggling with the idea of how can you support and encourage parents of prodigals? She said prodigals are everywhere and parents are hurting because they don't know what to say or even pray on some days. And boy, I, the pain in her question is so evident. Uh, can we can we please uh, speak on this topic? Yeah, this is, uh, this is so hard. And I have uh, so many parents in my own church that are so deeply hurting for a prodigal, somebody, you know, somebody uh, that is just living with so much guilt and wondering what could I have done different. And so I think there's a couple of things, Heidi. Number one, that we remember that God himself is a perfect father. He is the only perfect parent, and he is truly a perfect father. 
but even God has some prodigal sons and daughters. So I say that to say, look, if even the only one who's perfect himself has some prodigals, then uh, let's let's give ourselves some grace and give each other some grace too. Because, you know, the reality is, even if you did raise your children perfectly and you did everything perfectly, it's still not a guarantee that it wouldn't have turned out, quote, wrong, if not robots. Human beings have a personal volition. They have a free will of their own. A robot you can program to respond a certain way every time. They have no mind of their own. It's not true of our kids. And so I don't believe we have a guarantee from God that if we do X, Y, and Z, we'll always get the desired outcome. Uh, and, and so um, I say that because most parents deal with so much guilt, the guilt, especially those with prodigals. What could I have done different? I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. And I just don't believe God ever gives us a guarantee that our kids won't become prodigals, even if we could have done everything perfectly. Again, God is the perfect father, and even he has some prodigals. And I know a lot of people will quote Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way they should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Well, see, if I would have trained him up in the way he should go, he wouldn't have departed. Uh, And I would say a couple of things about that. First of all, a proverb is a principle. It's a truism. It's not a promise. And so you have to be careful. When you look through the Proverbs, and a lot of the Proverbs has to do with parenting, and this is one of them, that you be careful how you apply it because you're setting yourself up to live with a lot of guilt here that I don't think you should live with. And I know pastors have taught this this verse in that manner. Proverbs 22.6, it's a guarantee that if you train them up in the way they should go, they will never depart from it. Well, again, God himself who's a father, himself has sons and daughters that have departed, and they're prodigals. And so I don't think that's how we apply this verse. Again, a proverb is a principle. It's a truism, meaning generally, if you do this, generally, what will happen is this. All right, but with children, it's not a guarantee. And so I think what you do, first of all, if you're the parent of a prodigal, is Give yourself some grace. You've got to give yourself some grace. Try to walk in God's grace. The devil wants you to walk in guilt. And guilt is never uh, from the Holy Spirit. Uh, so, so, So walk in grace and not guilt. Even if you could have done everything perfectly, and nobody has except for God our Father. And if you could have, it still is not a guarantee that it wouldn't turn out what appears to be wrong. And then the next thing I would say is, remember, this story hasn't fully been written. And I'm telling you that because, Heidi, I was a prodigal. I was a prodigal. I I was what we call today a rebellious teenager into my young adult years. I was trained up in the way I should go. And I did depart from it. And there was nothing about my life until the age of 21, when God literally intersected my life underneath an 18-wheeler semi that would have said, that kid, that kid's a Christian, a young man, he knows Jesus. And I would imagine it was hard on her, right? She, she was hurting. No, I was in full-blown rebellion. And so I only say that to say, you know, that story 
is uh, not not fully been told. And so I'd say the third thing is uh, don't give up because the story hasn't fully been written. And the third thing is pray. Pray for your prodigal because I know for a fact my mama prayed me back to Jesus, Heidi. She prayed me back to Jesus. She knew that there was, oh, it was horrible on her. I, I, I broke her heart more than I knew knew at the time. I couldn't have imagined. Now I know looking back. And we've had a chance before she went to heaven three years ago to kind of debrief over the years. Mom, what were you thinking here? And why did you do this there? And um, she knew at one point she lost me. She knew that it would do no good to ground me one more time or beat me over the head with another Bible verse one more time, preach at me. And she was a good preacher, Heidi. She, in fact, uh, in fact, you and my mom would have had a lot in common, frankly. But she knew that it's futility. And, the, and, the, and what she could do is just love me unconditionally. She did. Love your child, your, even your adult child. Love them unconditionally. Try to maintain some relationship with them in whatever form you can. If you don't have to alienate them, polarize them, be estranged from them, uh, that's a worst case scenario. So try to maintain some relationship regardless of their lifestyle and just try to love them unconditionally. Plant little seeds of truth where you can, how you can, without getting too preachy. And the number thing, honestly, is pray for them. I think we, we often don't think of it that way because we live in the in the age of, you know, instant and we want to sit down and just do our five minute, you know, our five minute reading and Jesus calling and call it good. And we want to pray at the dinner table. But prayer, prayer is a labor and it's coming before the Lord. And I think when your heart is broken, and I know a lot of these parents listening to this, they're listening with broken hearts. But the adversary wants not just the prodigal. He wants the parents. He wants to, he wants a twofer in this whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And. And and let the Lord minister to you as a parent with a prodigal. He wants to immerse you in his grace. He does not want you to live with guilt. Yes, there's a lot you might have been able to do different. Maybe there's things you should have done different. Maybe you weren't the parent you should have been at the time. Maybe you weren't the Christian 20 years ago you wish you would have been. But God, God is bigger than all of that. He is sovereign over all of that. And so you, you cannot continue to live in the guilt of the past and be a prisoner of the past. Live in the present, walk in God's grace, and pray for the future. And I love that you said, you know, don't alienate the child. I think often, because you can, you can love them unconditionally without condoning the sin, right? What, what does that look like? So the parent who's listening to this right now, and they say, listen, my child's just gone off the rails in whatever area it is. What does it look like to walk the, walk out what they know to be true according to the Bible and still send a message to this child like, I, I love you. God loves you. What does that look like? So I, I think you articulate clearly there is nothing they can ever do to make you love them any less. Uh, but I, I fully disagree with the choices you've made. Or I disagree with this lifestyle. That doesn't mean... That doesn't mean that I love you any less. But I, I think, so what happens is sometimes we enable our children. I mean, I know parents, Heidi, at one time would have said, yes, of course, 
a gay or lesbian lifestyle is a sin. Of course, it's not compatible with being a Christian. And then their 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 child comes out of the closet, and they completely change their position. And now, well, you know, I think I was wrong about that before. I don't think it's a sin now. Okay, so so you 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 made love into a license. You know, you're giving them license now in the name of love. Well, so I, I think the conversation is, you know, I love you no matter what. I will never change how I feel about you. And I will still I will still do anything for you as your mama or your daddy. But you know this is a sin, and I believe it's a sin. And I can't condone what you're doing, but I love you anyway. And uh, it, it is the heart of God. And that's the best you can do. And then the response will be up to them. And you can't control them. You can only control you. And then keeping out. Uh, keeping uh, those those short accounts and staying on your your knees in prayer, and I love that you said that your mom prayed you back. Prayer is powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, you are a treasure. You're a national treasure, Phil Hopper at Abundant Life Church. What are you guys doing over there at Abundant Life? You got two new campuses right now. Is that right? It's exciting times, Heidi. Praise God. God's moving. I think we've last year we have seen a move of God unlike anything we've seen in 20 years, and people coming to Christ and. Lives are being changed. New people coming all the time. Just launched another campus in another part of our city. We're launching another campus in the heart of our city, uh, almost in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, in 2022. And so, super excited (laughs) about that opportunity. You guys are, I know. So, last time I talked to you, you launched a campus in Blue Springs, right? And then I just saw you did another one, which is where? It's in Independence, which is another suburb, KC. And then the next one will be in the heart of Kansas City itself. Uh, And then we've launched an online congregation, an online campus, which is equally exciting. We have people joining our church from all over the country going through our Next Steps class. And uh, we're connecting them in community and people in their own area. So it's kind of a house church movement. But in this digital age we live, we can minister to people now from a distance in ways we never could before and really connect people in a biblical community and serving and the core values of our church. And there's a, a lot of places in the country, Heidi, as you know, where there just is not a true biblical church, gospel-centered church to go to. And in some cases, we've become their church. And uh, so it's an exciting opportunity. It's something new, something that's really um, on the front edge of, I think, the next move of God in America where people are finding Christ and being discipled in their faith and doing it mostly through digital platforms. Well, I just think it's exciting. And honestly, probably one of the good things that's come out of COVID, right? Uh, we see people going to church. I know that's been our experience here. Our church has just grown, grown, grown. And the people that are coming are eager to learn. They, they really want to learn, which I think is so exciting. It is so exciting. So uh, there's a move of God. I'm stop, I'll stop short of calling it revival yet. <laughs> Not <laughs> sure I know we're, we'll keep praying. We're, we're still praying for it, but, but I don't know if I know it if I saw it, okay? But I think there is a move of God, a move of the Holy Spirit, maybe even revival taking place. And uh, I think there's more to come in the days ahead. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Where can people find you guys online? 
So uh, our website is livingproof.co. Livingproof.co. That's where they could hear any of our sermons. That'd be the go-to place. Probably. Can they catch you there uh, live? Do you guys, you're live streaming there, right? Yes, we're live Sundays. streaming okay. at livingproof.co. That's our, our website. I know because I watched you from my little corner of the uh, the world of Battleground. And I saw you on your bike last Sunday. So <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> it was great. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to church with you virtually and then I'm going to my own church. So it's fantastic. I love that. I love the, that God is at work. And I think you've demonstrated again today, his word can be trusted and God is not silent on the issues that we're facing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's encouraging and it's powerful and uh, you're a blessing. So thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. Likewise, Heidi, we love you guys so deeply and pray for you all the time. You and Jay. So proud of what you're doing and honored to be your friend. Mm, Thank you, my friend. Well, the feeling is mutual. I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview with my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper. If you want more information about Pastor Phil, he's also an author, by the way, and I will link back to his books in the show notes today. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, click on the show notes, and all the links will be there. Hope you guys have a great afternoon. Love your families well today. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.